Welcome to Masters of Self University Podcast, your highest source of sacred truths and universal wisdom. Hello, beautiful souls. I'm Rachel Fiore, mystic, spiritual teacher, psychic healer, and founder of Masters of Self University. Join our journey of soul transformation as we deep dive into this latest episode. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Masters of Self University podcast. I'm your host, Ellie Lee. And I'm Donnie Morley. And today we have the CEO of Masters of Self University and psychoenergetic healer, Rachel Fiore in the house, everybody. Yes. Hello, hello. Hello, listeners. Hello. Welcome. Yes, yes. Um, You uh, came up with the topic today, which is um, I think me and Danny will have a field day with this one because there's anything that uh, I love. It's alchemy. And truly, truly, what is it and how do we really become alchemists? So I I can't wait. I I feel like I'm in class. I'm ready to learn. (laughs) Yeah. So alchemy comes up a lot. I get a lot of questions. A lot of people ask me during psychic healing sessions that I do. It just came up today in a psychic healing session. Well, what is alchemy? you're alchemizing things, but what does that actually mean? And it's important that we understand what this actually means because this is the true definition of healing. We throw the word healing out a lot. We call a lot of things that we do, like we're healing, we're healing. And in certain degrees and certain levels, absolutely you are, right? Except healing is permanent. It is a permanent change. So if if something is being permanently changed, that's the true definition of healing, which means it's the true definition of alchemy. It's turning a piece of coal into a diamond. Once it's a diamond, it doesn't go back into a piece of coal. So alchemy and energetics means you are transforming the energies of things. That's a, a mental program. That's emotional program. That's your anxiety, your depression. Okay, these are just vibrational frequencies. They're just frequencies of energy that are flowing through you as an energetic being. And when you have things that get activated and triggered inside of you, old programs, unhealed wounds, your anxiety, whatever it might be, that is just a frequency that is flowing through you and expressing itself through you right now in this moment, in this whole lifetime, if you never, quote unquote, heal it. So why don't we actually permanently heal and only see temporary change sometimes is because we are not alchemizing things. We are not moving through the energetic process of alchemy. That means changing the energy itself into a different vibrational frequency. And my simple little analogy that I use is when you take an ice cube, there's an ice cube, you drop it into a pot of boiling water. The ice cube has no choice but to melt into a different form. It is changing into a different form. It's becoming liquid. It isn't dying. It doesn't not exist anymore. Energy is infinite. It always exists, right? It just changes forms. And if you leave it in the pot of boiling water for longer as a liquid, it evaporates into the air. Well, it doesn't not exist anymore. It's transformed into a different form. Our pain, our programs, when we get stuck in patterns and unhealed stuff, it's because we didn't transform the energy of that program into a different energy. If it exists as a di- energy never dies, 
it has to be transformed. We don't want it to be the energy of depression anymore. We want to alchemize that energy and transform it into uh, love or joy, for example. And when we alchemize that to this, that's true transformational healing because that's permanent. It isn't really healing if it isn't permanent. Hmm. Lovely. What a great analogy. Um, And there, uh, the thing that I just keep picturing with this analogy of the ice cube going into the water, our heart is the heat. So our heart is, say you've got a, a, you know, a, a pot of water, which is on the heat and the heat is providing the energy for the water to maintain its state. And that is our powerhouse of our heart. And then you drop the ice cube in, which might be fear. And all of a sudden, because that the, the burners going, the heat's going, the heart is going, it takes in, it elevates it into liquid and then eventually steam, which would be the euphemism for uh, love or enlightenment. Mm. You got it. Magnificent. Mm. It's a beautiful analogy. Mm. Yes, 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 yes to that. Mm. Absolutely. Um, I think a lot of people at home would come from this place of like, okay, so great. How do you do this transmutation? How do we actually alchemize? Like, cause we can talk about it all day, but how does one go in there and really take one energy and turn it into another? Yeah. So I can tell you one thing is I'm going to start here as a psychic healer. I can do this. I've done this the majority of my life. Every one of my mystical life coaches that I am educating, teaching, training, and certifying are learning how to do this very thing. And I'm sharing that for this reason. It is a process to learn how to do it. It is a process to learn. So we have to get out of our societal thinking of flip a switch, give me that hack, and I can just instantly do this. No. Could you instantly... Um, go to the Olympics for a sport. No. It's, it's ridiculous, right? But we expect to instantly be able to heal ourselves like we're magicians in a matter of two seconds because someone gave us the three top hacks to blah, 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 blah. Like I want to vomit all over that stuff. So I have to say, it's we have to realize and grow up and mature and we have to be willing to learn this stuff. We have to be willing to take the time and learn the process of it. You didn't learn to read a novel when you were in preschool, when somebody handed you a novel to read, you had to learn the alphabet first. You had to start there. And so how can one do this? They can come learn. They can learn the steps, the process. It's a process of inner transformation that we move through where we learn to work with energies because we are nothing but energy. So we have to go through the process of actually learning what that means. And when we learn what that means, we slowly experience what it means to actually start to alchemize energies through the step-by-step process that that we offer in our coaching programs, for example. Mm. I feel like we live in a, in a day and an age where it's all about immediacy and like mm-hmm. make it work now. And mm-hmm. if it doesn't work, then I'm out of here. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's why these hacks are so popular because it's like, all right, let's just get it over with. But the problem with that is that you keep coming back. It yeah. keeps knocking back on your door. And so it, I feel like it's truly in the moments of devastation or you're when you're on your knees where you're like, all right, I'm going to listen and I'm going to really try to do this by really tapping into the energy of love and, and, and 
it really, people don't understand this gift of this knowledge and this wisdom until you're on your knees and you're yeah. alchemizing. And then it's this remember, so I'm getting emotional. And then it's this remembrance of, oh, I'm home. Yeah. And I think that's, I think that's like the most powerful thing that I've gained from, <laughs> sorry, listen, I'm emotional. Um, the power of this program for me was, oh, I'm just coming home to me and it's yeah. bumpy and it's rough and I'm like banging into stuff. But at the end of the day, oh, it's always been just me. Yeah. And so when you understand that you are just love and that's it and you're just connected to everything, it really changes. It, you, you understand the power of alchemy in those moments because when you tap into that, there is nothing else and yeah. that's the highest. So let's, let's go home, you know? And so I just wanted to share that, but. Um, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. And it is, it's coming home to the truth of who you are. Yes. It's coming home to the truth of who you are, because the truth is that we are this power. We don't just have this power, like it's outside of us. Mm -hmm. We are this power. Yes. We just also have been born and raised into the, the unfortunate beliefs that we are, you know, these people who are powerless or don't have control over things or they're not divine or they are their anxiety or they are their depression or they are their PTSD or they are. The no, those are just programs running through you and they're ugly and they're uncomfortable and they're painful and they sabotage, you know, they sabotage a lot. They ruin our ability to connect to other magnificent people and have beautiful, loving relationships. It sabotages all of that stuff. And, and we keep living like that because we have this, some people have this refusal, this resistance to just sink in, learn how to work with the truth of who they are and the truth of who you are and put it simply, you're an energetic being, right? That's the same thing as saying you're a divine soul having a human experience. You are made of infinite energy, infinite energy. And when you realize that you are energy, it is a lot easier to then work with other energies. That means other people's emotions. That means our, your relationship with your romantic partner. It just changes and up-levels everything in your life. Your ability to have um, create the desires that you want in life or you know abundance and things. Instead of trying to manifest, 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 it's just... Why do I have to manifest outside of me? It's so ridiculous that people still try to do this and they really believe in it. Just sink in and become the love that you are. Nurture yourself with love. Love is nothing but abundance. Abundance of all forms floods into your life in many different ways and many different avenues when you're just the abundance of love that you are. You don't have to do anything else. That's it. That's all you have to do. You have to work so hard. You have to try so hard. Yeah, it's so interesting because I think on TikTok too, the trend is like every kind of way to manifest the life of your dreams. So mm -hmm. write it a million times, you know, mm -hmm. rip up papers, blow it into the wind, you know, <laughs> uh, put like a jar and put like a bunch of crystals in there. And it's like, there's nothing about heart. There's nothing about connection. There's nothing about going within. And the deeper you go into this work, it you understand that you are abundance. And the only thing you need to do is go within. 
and love all of these aspects of you. And then everything just flows to you because now you are vibrate, vi vibrating at this frequency of just this flow. And I, you know, I dip in and out for sure. But <laughs> when I'm in that flow of abundance, it's so magical to see how effortless it is because you are that. Exactly. That's, that's the beauty of it. You don't have to try so hard mm. and put all this effort. The effort is, is put, you put the effort into, well, what parts of me are scarcity? Mm. What parts of me are rigid? What parts of me are controlling? What parts of me am I withholding love? Mm. If I'm withholding love from myself, that's an energetic frequency. If I'm withholding love from myself in some way, and then I say, why can't I get the big break? Why can't I get the money flooding in? Why can't I get the whatever? Well, if you're withholding love, you're also withholding money for some people. They're very specific programs that you are running. That means you are not allowing it to come in. Why well, am allowing? I'm saying all my affirmations. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Stop it. Because if you're saying affirmations that go against the energetic programs that are flowing through you, you're not getting anywhere with affirmations. Mm -hmm. It's a waste of freaking time. It is a waste of time. It's a I complete waste out. of time. Yeah, I found that out the hard way by, you know, I took a few years ago, I remember just running into the wall again and again and again with the same, trying the same things, trying the affirmations and, you know, just rewriting my beliefs out, but I wasn't changing anything at the core level. So it was yeah. just like constantly me just running into walls and it was so frustrating and I couldn't, I couldn't understand why until I then started doing this work. And now I have a completely different perspective and approach to when things, okay, things might not be going your way. Great. Well, let's go inside instead yeah. of just saying, well, I am love. I am. No, you got to go in and feel it. Yeah. Go in and feel it. And you have to feel the parts of you that say, oh, I'm not love. I don't deserve love. Because mm. it's the only thing blocking you from love are the pro the energetic programs that are in there that say, oh, I don't deserve love or I'm not lovable. Oh, I don't think that. Well, something inside of you does. Mm. That's the beauty of the work is like something inside of you does think that, believe that. It's yeah. just an energetic frequency that got programmed in there at some point in time. When you go inside of that, mm. Oh, there you are. Oh, there you are that think you think you're not lovable. How cute is that? Come here. And that's the, the process where you begin the process of alchemy is you bring love to the part of you that says, I'm not lovable. I'm deeply flawed. I'm so deeply flawed. I can't be healed. Do you know how many people carry that? You'd be surprised. Mm. And I you have no that. clue. Yeah. They're beautiful that you share that. The sad thing is so many people have no clue they carry that. Oh, I don't believe that about myself. It isn't about what you believe. It's about what is in there that you don't know. Yeah. What is in your blind spot? Because that's what's sabotaging you in your life and your relationships. I was actually going to flow to this next because you asked a question, Ellie, um, you know, what is alchemy and like, how do we do it? But at the essence of it, until we're aware of what we're trying to alchemize, there's no point even like trying to learn like what it is because a lot of us, myself included, we're running these programs and living out of these wounds and have no idea that that's what's going on. Like yeah. when I said earlier, like I was running into the wall, I didn't realize what programs were making me run into the wall. And so I was trying to change it by looking out this way, but the only way to change it is by looking in this way. Yeah. 
Exactly. That, to me, being on this journey, the self-awareness component of it, it comes before anything. So if you want to learn alchemy, first forget about alchemy and think about like, how am I show? What, how do I feel right now? How am I showing up right now? What am I doing? And that's yep. what you have us do in the program is break down kind of our psyche into all these different parts. And you get to really see how are you showing up? Yeah. How am I actually showing up in the world? How am I actually showing up as a being, as a person, as a man, as a woman, as a friend, as a partner, as a lover, as a business associate? How am I actually showing up? And the more aware we can become of that, then we can alchemize the things that are, ooh, oh my gosh, I'm showing up as that. Oh, I don't want to be that. But that's there. Now we can go in and do the process of alchemy, of just transforming it permanently so that it is not a part of how you show up anymore. It doesn't have to be your existence, but we have to first be willing to see this is actually a part of me. And it's, well, how do I know what's in there? It's, well, first of all, you're the common denominator in every relationship you've ever been in. In every situation you have ever been in, you're the common denominator. If you don't like what is happening around you, there's aspects that you're struggling with, that you're frustrated with, that you're brokenhearted about. It's what that something is in here that is making this be my reality. Mm-hmm. And you start there, right? And then you go into, well, you know, what is my mind saying? What are my mental programs? Mm-hmm. What are my emotional programs? Mm-hmm. What is the pain that I'm feeling right now? That right there is telling you what needs to be healed. It's right there. Mm. it's always right there Mm. Mm. yeah uh, the pain is visceral Mm. very and it just i see the emotion too in everybody and what's coming up for you danny yeah i mean your words just speak so truthfully to my heart it's it's yeah, I feel it. I feel what you say. And it's so real. It's so real. Yeah. And and this is what it's all about, right? Is is feeling that when you're saying saying the words and uh it's just it it's spot on. It's everything that I've learned about and um yeah, I really feel it. I love this work and I love your words. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I think Ellie feels the same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're bringing up all the emotions today. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but I think the, the, you, you know, one thing you always said that stuck with me is um, pain is um, one of our greatest teachers. And that's really played in my mind over and over again of um, you're not here to punish me. You're here to show me. And I'm going to leave this session with you with a gift. And so um, it helps to understand that I don't have to suffer, that I can love the parts of me that are suffering, but that I accept and honor the pain as I walk alongside it, but that I don't need to become all the extra parts of it. And I think um, there's so much power in that because then you move, you just move a little smoother mm-hmm. and um, you're not like limping and bleeding. You're, you're, you're together. And uh, it's, it's um, I feel a lot of gratitude and love for it. And you can, and that's how you become more powerful along the way. That's the other beautiful thing is you become more powerful along the way. 
you know, a lot of people still are so misguided and they misunderstand that pain is there as a teacher. And instead of demonizing pain, becoming a powerful divine being is to fall in love with your pain. Mm. It is to go inside of the pain and love it and nurture it. It is there for a reason. You are hurting for a reason. Mm. You're hurting for a reason. Why are we going to demonize the pain that needs love, not hate? Like that's aspect of hating ourselves. When we refuse to honor our own pain, that means we're refusing to honor ourselves mm -hmm. because the, there's a part of us that the pain is moving through in order to teach us something, to show us something, to challenge us to become something different than what we were before. And we won't do that if we feel good all the time, positive vibes only crap again. It's if I have pain right now, that pain is my teacher. It is there to communicate with me. It is there to show me, to tell me, to teach me. And if I embrace that instead of demonize it, if I embrace it instead of run from it or hide from it or cope or avoid, it's I embrace that. I go into that pain and I am now in my pain, allowing myself to be taught, to be led, to be guided. That is how. I'm becoming more powerful. My willingness to go inside of the pain and nurture it and love it and open myself up enough to receive what it is here to teach me. That's divinity. doesn't mean divinity doesn't fucking hurt sometimes. <laughs> it means that no matter how badly it hurts, that's how I'm handling it. That is my choice to do that because that is a divine being who's becoming more and more powerful all the time when they do that. Yeah. If you can't tell, ladies and gentlemen, me and Ellie are still in our process of healing. Yes. Uh, we are still going through it. And so these things come up and Rachel has a way of bringing it out of us. Yep. Um, because the so true. The pain has always been a the, the, the concept of the pain teacher is something that I adopted kind of last year. Um, and since I've changed my perspective on looking at things instead of being bad or wrong as always a teacher it just allows for you to then to grow and evolve and not run away like i spent as you said coping mechanisms so long using alcohol and you know everything including the gym to mm -hmm. escape the feeling that you know that i was in there or even if it's just being an extrovert, I was so extroverted and I just wanted to mm. hang around with people to cope, to get out of the feeling that I was in because deep down I didn't realize, and this goes back to the awareness point, I didn't realize how much in pain I was. Yeah. And it's only till you step away. Um, like right now I've, I've moved up to Northern Wisconsin for the summer to just be on my own because I know I need to go really in. I know there's some stuff that's so deep rooted in there and a lot of yeah. it's to do with being alone. Like I don't want to be alone. So now I'm like, okay, mm. I'm going to go be alone and let's see, let's see what comes up. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, what's so amazing about what you brought up is, and you mentioned the word extrovert and we love labels, don't we? As humans, mm -hmm. we love to label everything. I can tell you a lot of extroverts are not extroverts they're coping they're avoiding they're in denial they're running away it's not so much that they're an extrovert it's they're so social because they're they want to surround themselves constantly by stimulation 
friends, people, laughing, hanging out, partying. That's not extroverted. That's woundedness. That was me. Yeah. 100%. Because now I know when I spend time by myself, I love it so much. And when I'm now that I'm like on this healing journey, when I am with other people, I get drained extremely quickly. And I remember having the similar feelings, but my, my cure for it was to either socialize more or drink more or whatever. Yeah. Now it's my cure is to detach, step away and go, go off and be by myself to recharge. So like case in point, exactly what you said, that is me hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. And isn't it fascinating when you learn this stuff about yourself, like yeah. You learn, oh my God, this is why I'm doing this. This is why I'm behaving in this way. And it's really hard to see when society, for example, is like, no, you should be with friends. You should be partying. You should be, you should be. Oh, careful. Because when you're coming from woundedness, you shouldn't be doing anything you're doing. If you're coming from woundedness, if your woundedness is, I need to meditate five hours a day, it's dysfunctional what you're doing. It's not about the meditation. Why are you meditating? Is it coming from woundedness? Even that, going to the gym, you mentioned going to the gym. Same thing. If you're going to the gym to cope, to relieve the stress, you're not in your power. You're running away. You're avoiding. You're using coping, right? Which means it's a dysfunctional pattern. It's not a pattern of power. It's a pattern of powerlessness. And so it's, even if I'm hanging out with friends and socializing and partying, but why? Oh, because it's fun. And because I'm an extrovert. No, it isn't. You're wounded. You're afraid to be alone. When you are alone, you start to drive yourself crazy. This is some programs I've seen in some people. They're so afraid to be alone because they don't like themselves. They don't love themselves enough to be alone and sit with themselves. They're like, this sucks. I'm starting to feel miserable. And that that's what's triggering my depression, being alone. Mm-mm. What's triggering your depression, for example, or the anxiety in this moment, not that you're alone. It's the fact that you don't love yourself. You don't accept yourself. When you don't love and accept yourself and you're alone, oh, you're a real hard person to be around. When I'm around myself, that sucks. I need other people to distract me from myself. And then we label it as an extrovert. And that's accepted in our society. You know how many extroverts? Are running away from themselves. They're running away from themselves because they don't love themselves enough to just be with themselves. Mm-hmm. When you are truly healed and whole, being alone is perfect. Being with other people is perfect. Being in a relationship is perfect. Being single is perfect. You're not now making these choices based on your woundedness and unhealed stuff. You're simply choosing it because in the moment, this is perfect. That's the difference. That's the difference. And that's what we fall back on. Let's go in really deep and alchemize the things that drive our behaviors because our mental programs, our emotional programs that are in our subtle energy bodies are constantly influencing how we show up, what our behaviors are, are influenced by our deeper programs, our wounds. And then we, we escape from it and we ignore it and avoid it by calling it like, I'm an extrovert, but I'm just really fit. I'm healthy. That's what I'm doing by being at the gym all the time. No, it's not the truth, right? So it's going in deep and finding the truth of how I'm actually showing up and why. Mm-hmm. And let's heal the parts of me that are actually unhealthy and wounded. Mm-hmm. A big one I have come to realize in the last, I'd say, like 
couple of weeks to a month is that I've always want I've always gone to the gym because I wanted to look better and look bigger and it was a, a powerless wound mm. and so it got to a point this last winter where I had an injury starting but I didn't want to stop going because I knew that if I stopped going I'd get skinny and yeah. it's just it was this huge like realizing moment where I was like oh the reason why I'm not being loving to my body when I've got an injury is because there is a deeper wound of being powerless and being weak and feel like feeling weak and being yeah. defeated that is at the, the root there. And then that is affecting my behavior, which then is causing a, like my a physical symptom on my body. And it's like, whoa, imagine if I can get into the root then. And, and then that's when the, the journey begins of like how, how to get in there. So for anyone listening, I'd love to hear you talk on like, how do you then go in? So I've got this powerless wound. How do you get in that? Do you just wait until you get triggered or is there? Yeah. Oh, that's a beautiful question. That's a beautiful question. I love that you shared that too. It's yes. So I will be asked sometimes by some clients, um, oh, I just want, I want to go in and I want to get everything. And I always tell them, be careful what you ask for. Be careful when you ask for that. Here's the thing. You don't have to. That's still coming from a program of like force, action. I'm trying to control. It's a control program. The universe, life itself will absolutely give you what you need to trigger your wounds, your program. It will come in the form of, you know, somebody cutting you off on the highway. It'll come in the form of, of uh, a divorce or a breakup. It'll come in the form of somebody using you and taking advantage of you so that you can see what deeper programs are in there that would only be activated by somebody using you or taking advantage of you. Does that make sense? There are very unique situations, ex experiences that we go through that only that thing being quote unquote done to you is the thing to show you what your woundedness is. And it isn't being done to you. It's being done for you. Mm. So even when other people are really mean and really cruel or they take advantage or they're unloving or they are whatever they are to you, it is being done for you on your behalf to show you what is it inside of me mm. that needs healed, that needs to be seen, that needs to be loved that needs to be validated, that needs to be alchemized so that I can elevate into a more powerful, divine, magnificent, loving being. If it wasn't in there, it wouldn't be triggered and activated. So life itself will trigger what needs to be triggered for you in that moment, that day, that week, that month, that year to show you what is in there that you need to pay attention to. The life will always take care of that. Mm. And yeah. then it's just, oh, go ahead, Ellie. Oh, no, I was just going to say um, the woundedness is, it's so fascinating to really observe it come out and then to tie the pieces together and then to understand that, I, oh, I've been showing up like that in this. Literally, if, when I think about my life before healing, I would say blob. That's the word that comes up. I was just, I didn't know I didn't know what was left or right, what was up or down, what I was feeling, what was going on with me at all. And to understand the wounds, to see mm -hmm. the wounds, to feel the wounds, to know how long they've been there. 
it's um and then to know yeah the universe is going to bring you exactly what you need to bring them up and yes. now what are you going to do in this moment and uh it's really an opportunity to step into your power and i think the 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 strength is in knowing that this is a level up and going into it like head on like that absolutely yeah mm-hmm. Because if you don't, that's when you get lost in the pain and that's when it turns into suffering. Right. Yes. As long as you have that awareness of, yeah, this is going to suck. This is going to suck. But climbing a ladder here, every step's going to take me higher. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And Ellie, you said a key word, opportunity. Mm. That even in this painful moment, Mm. it is an opportunity. Even though this sucks, you will never hear me tell people, I will never say to you that in these moments, it doesn't suck. Yes, of course, life really sucks sometimes. It is painful. Something comes and it isn't about, oh, I just attracted this to me. No, life is giving this to you to either heal, see what needs to be healed, or it is giving something to you to give you the experience, life experience, to for the opportunity to expand and go the next level up. That's it. Mm. That's what we're here to do. We are here to expand. We are infinite beings. So growth is never, ever going to stop. We can resist growth. And then we create more suffering. Mm. We can refuse to grow and elevate. And then here comes the painful lessons and more suffering. Like it's, it's ridiculous what we do to ourselves or something can come in and be like, wow, this is challenging or you don't see me at all. What the hell is going on here? Or this, what the hell are you projecting onto me? Okay. Let me ground. Let me center first. Is this activating any wounds? Am I coming from programs? Am I coming from wounds? Or is this triggering a, huh? Like this is challenging. You're you know, somebody in front of you might be totally acting like an asshole or very selfish or whatever it might be. Hmm. This is challenging me to become something higher right now. Hmm. So what is it in me that needs to go higher that would benefit from elevating and becoming a higher level of myself? You see it? Mm-hmm. When we can do that and embrace this, well, you're really kind of triggering me. You're challenging me because the way you're treating me, This is allowing me an opportunity. There's your divine opportunity because we have free will choice. We don't have to take it. We could turn into an asshole ourselves. Or we can embrace this and say, what is it that I'm meant to learn? What is it that I'm meant to learn? And sometimes it's there's a job that you have and you're doing a terrible job. You might be getting fired. (laughs) What is it that I'm meant to learn? Well, there are skills here that you don't have. You're not the greatest at these certain skill sets. What is it? Learn them. You're being challenged to learn something new, even if it's just that in a company, for example. I'm not showing up with this skill set and I got fired. Oh, life is terrible. No, it isn't. Life is telling you to gain those goddamn skills. What do you mean life is terrible? How would you know to gain those skills if you didn't get fired for the skills that you didn't have? (laughs) Like Life is perfect. Mm. that's how it shows you life will always show you what you need to become life will always challenge you to become something more Mm. why more because you're infinite for crying out loud Mm. that's why 
it it really changes everything when you start to understand it in in that way when you start to really see it because no one's guiding you or telling you any of these things so you know you're just bum rushing through life and just looping over and over i mean yeah. the amount of patterns we loop in is is insane it's really like you always say that we're we really are insane mm -hmm. <laughs> we like to suffer we like to just be in low vibrations but it's such a game changer when you start to understand what what this whole thing is about and what are you here to learn yeah. what are you here to gain from this experience exactly what are you here to gain i can tell you that changed everything for me mm. as as a child and when i was going off to college um, you know, at 18, it was because I had a very, very, you know, most people know by now I have a very abusive childhood. You know, my stepdad was very, very abusive. And I left saying out loud to myself when I went off to college, there is no way I am not fucked up from this. There's just no way. Now, on the outside looking in, I was awesome, you know, but I knew there's no way common sense will tell you there is no way I am not fucked up from this. And I just said to myself, well, you know what? I'm going to assume I'm completely fucked up and I might not know how I might not know in what ways, but I am making a vow to myself that I will find out what ways I'm fucked up and I will heal that. It was a vow to me. I am going to heal. And I also understood going through my entire childhood like that, there's a lot for me to learn here. So what is it that I was meant to learn from this? What can I learn from it? And not whine and cry, oh, poor me, I'm a victim, all that bullshit that we do. No, thank you. What was I meant to learn? And I knew I wasn't going to learn everything all at once. I was 18 years old for crying out loud. I knew I was still a child. You're barely alive on this planet at 18, adult. Yeah, you're an adult. Okay. It's, it's 30 years old. You can call yourselves adults, by the way. <laughs> by the time you're 30, you've, you've lived long enough where you actually have enough life experience under your belt that you are actually an adult at like 30. You're not an adult at 18 years old because society labels you, puts a label on you. You don't know anything. You're a child. You've barely been alive long enough. So it's, I knew that I'm only 18. I am only a child. And there's a lot for me to learn here. And there's no way at 18, I'm going to get it all at once. But I'm not going to stop until I get it all. I'm not going to stop until I understand it all. Why I went through this, not as a victim. What was I meant to gain? If I walk out of an abusive childhood and I didn't gain anything from it, I'm still an abused little child. Mm. But when I gain what I'm meant to gain... I am now a divine, powerful being. That's the difference. So anything that comes to you, embrace it. What am I meant to gain? Who am I meant to become? Because it is here for you, even if it was awful to go through it. Mm -hmm. That awareness that you had as a, as a child when you were going through these experiences um, of knowing that you were supposed to gain something from this, was that something that you learned from a mentor? Was that something you learned from a family member? Good God, Or no. was it in you and you believe that like that was part of your soul's mission and it already kind of like knew it yes. inside? And Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I didn't have kind of a role model for the – I didn't have any of that. I had nothing. I mean, that was – I wanted one, but no. 
It was, my soul was just like, this is what you're here to do. Get it together. <laughs> Learn it. Because you come in, your human self doesn't catch up usually for a long time, but your soul always knows. So my soul knew I was here to be a spiritual leader. I was here to be a spiritual teacher, that I was here to teach this to people. I didn't know that as a, you know, a little human going through my experiences yet. But no, I didn't have, I begged, I pleaded the universe for teachers and mentors and somebody to be more awakened than me. I begged, I cried, I pleaded on hands and knees at times to please give me an enlightened person to teach me. I am such a good student. Like, I, I'm, please, I, I want to learn. I want to know everything about myself that is ugly and awful and horrible. I will heal it. Just please show me how. And it was just dead silence always, like, Hmm. because so you, I was meant to be the teacher. Right. Hmm. You, would your soul talk to you often when you were at kind of younger then? Would you get these downloads coming through? Always. Or was it just like this one time? The, it, always. Always. But I didn't realize what it was hmm. for so long because it was so natural. It was just innate. Hmm. Like I could see everybody, like I could put language to it today you know, decades later, at the time, I couldn't use this language. I'd understand. I could see everybody's programs. I could see everybody's energies firing off, all their wounds, all their shit. And then I'd talk about it and people, I was an alien. Don't you see that? Like, I didn't, I couldn't comprehend. I, it was so frustrating for me. I couldn't understand why people couldn't see what I was seeing. But you look right at it and throw you in a loony bin because uh, yeah. where I'm from, if someone was talking like, oh, she's crazy, Get, give her some pills, you know. Yeah. That's that's the culture. Yeah, and you, you learn real quick to shut up. Right. I mean, I had to shut it down. I had to – you learn to be quiet because no one else – like no one else can see this and know this. It's mm. right in front of your face. It's so obvious. Mm. It's very lonely. And, and again, I didn't have the teacher, the mentor to be able to make me, allow me to understand this is, this is what this is. These are the psychic gifts. These are the, this is, you're here to do that. No, it was just, you were left in the dark, but even that was part of growing and expanding. Mm. Even that is part of the growth. Mm. What am I meant to grow into and become because I'm left here alone by myself, nobody to help <laughs> not understand. Even that, it's like, okay, what am I meant to to become because of this? So do that, you go ahead? Do you remember the first moment where you really understood alchemy? Oh, I just brought it back, by the way. <laughs> I love bringing, I love bringing it back. But um, uh, do you remember the first time where you truly understood alchemy? Mm, that's a good question. Um, I have to think about that for a minute. Yeah. That's basically what my question was, because my question was going to be, um, so like, did anyone teach you alchemy or was that something that you <laughs> no, naturally, <laughs> was that something that you naturally started <laughs> like figuring out like intuitively and yes. then over the years like you know you didn't know what you were doing until one day you maybe heard the word alchemy and then like oh that's what i've been doing for the last 10 years but it that you know that is more that that's yeah. that's really the process of how it kind of unfolded for me i would intuitively i always get the download i'm just always that aware i just always had those psychic abilities and i would just do things with energy and then see the results and i'm like oh well that person couldn't walk and now 
I did this for a few minutes and they're up and walking. Understanding that, understanding what happened in that moment was my, like, I, that's what I had to learn. You know, um, many, many years ago, when I first re relocated from the East Coast to the West Coast in the United States, um, you know, I joined like healing groups and stuff just to get to know people and try to, you know, connect with people out here. I didn't know anybody um, in California. And when I would join these healing groups, um, the one person who was having these at his house was like doing some teaching and healing. And they would come over and ask me all these different people on the tables, everybody heal and do whatever. And they would ask me questions. He's like, well, so do you mind if I ask, like, what are you doing? Or how are you doing it? And I would share. And he would just look at me like, wait, you're doing what? I'm like, well, yeah, because like the reason why this person is sick in their body is because, and I would explain it. And they're running a program. They actually have a wound from dad that blah, blah, blah. And I would just start. And you're changing it how? I'm like, well, and I would try to explain it. And he was like, what are you doing in this group? <laughs> mm. He's like, you're what we're all trying to become. How do you do this? And it was moments like that. It's not me, I'm special, I'm great. It's moments like that. The universe guided me to groups like that so that I could see what I was actually doing. And by other people's feedback and actually just asking me questions about what I was doing mm. is what allowed me to put words to it. So here's what's interesting about it. It was, it was, I was always the teacher, even though I didn't know it, the universe would give me in these interesting scenarios, students, mm. I didn't go there to be a teacher. This is a divine definition of teacher and a divine definition of student. I didn't go to groups so I could be the teacher. I was just going to connect and learn and see what I could learn from others. The universe would put the quote unquote students in front of me so that that means they would ask me questions. And as soon as they would ask me questions, the wisdom would just flow through. And there was, I realized, oh, I channel the wisdom. Somebody just needs to ask. They just need to ask and it activates channeling of the wisdom of what's really happening. Mm. So I learned that about myself just by trying to socialize and meet new people when I moved, you know, so it, everything has been a process mm. building upon each other throughout my life. That's the easy answer. <laughs> um, so beautiful and I don't, I don't, it's, it's really interesting to hear how you got here because, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, you do uh, work that uh, literally, you know, you're sharing wisdom with us that helps us heal ourselves and giving our power back to us and letting us know that, yeah, you can do it. And here are the levels that you can reach. And so, um, you know, for someone out there who wants to join and wants to learn about all of this and speak in their healing journey, what would you say? Hmm. I would say immediately go to mastersofselfuniversity.com because the whole reason why, you know, when I say I created mastersofselfuniversity.com, it was created through, I'm just a vessel mm -hmm. for what's meant to be created. This isn't Rachel's thing. It's divinity wanted this to be created. And here's, I'm one of the vessels that's here to create it. So because of that, Masters of Self University really is here for you on your journey to alchemize, to heal, to elevate everything, 
right? To become more wisdom and more conscious and more of that divine being that you innately are. And so because of that, that Masters of Self University is here for you. So join it, become a member of it, get coaching from one of our incredible mystical life coaches. They are amazing. Just come check us out, participate in a live, you know, psychic healing event when we have them. Just come participate and be a part of the community in whatever ways you can. You can't not evolve when you're a part of Masters of Self University. You're here to master yourself as a, as a divine student in earth school, you know, that's what Masters of Self University helps you to do. Mm -hmm. And a reminder that earth is the school of lessons. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, it is. Here, here. <laughs> um, uh, thank you so much for always being here and sharing so much wisdom and just letting us learn so much. We're so grateful mm -hmm. for you. Uh, everybody at home, leave a comment, share this episode, subscribe, leave a rating and check out www.mastersofselfuniversity.com. Until next time, we will see you then. Bye. Bye everybody. <laughs>